This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound On each episode of BarkCast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi Russell, how's your week been here at Canine Point Academy? It's been good mate, thanks for asking. I like what you've done with the room. It looks lovely, doesn't it? Very nice. Stylish. I like the carpet. The carpet, it's weird. It's not good for the listener this, is it? It's really not, but I'll tell you what, don't you find it nice putting your tootsies on a bit of carpet. Well, I have noticed you have got your talons out and you are <laughs> playing with a carpet next to Brie. Um, right, a question has come in from Nancy. Hello, Nancy. Hi, Nancy. Uh, dear Russell and Jay, last again. <laughs> We're getting a puppy. Cool. We're getting a Jack Russell puppy. Ha! Huh? Hey. Same name as you. Hey. Russell. <laughs> Not heard that before. <sighs> Did you ever think about getting a Jack Russell just so you say, I call it Russell? I love Jack Russells. I love Jack. You could have, this is Russell no, I Russell. Should call, I, should, I should call it Jack. And it's surname it's Russell. Yeah. Be, yeah, I guess that's the way yeah. to do it. Anyway. Then it's Jack and Russell. But anyway. Yeah, no, I got that. I got that. <laughs> uh, do, do you know what I would call a new dog just while we're on this subject? D4. Shark. No, D4. D4 dog. Okay. I'm getting a Jack Russell puppy. <laughs> Sorry about this, Nancy. We'll get there in a minute. <laughs> I'm getting a Jack Russell puppy. I would like to know what should I do to puppy proof the house? Oh, cool. And what items should I be buying and preparing for my new puppy? Which I think is one of the best questions we've had so That's far. A very good question. Thank you, Nancy. Um, cool. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can do. In well, term, can you answer then? Yeah, in terms, I'm trying to think of what any, in no particular order, particular logical order, puppy proofing is, a, yeah, the single most important thing you can buy is a simple slip leash for your puppy because your puppy is either going to be asleep, it's going to be in its little pen area, which we'll come to in a second, or in its crate, or if it's up and about, it's going to be on leash with you. Okay. What I would not have is a puppy running around freely around my house. Okay, hold on, times. hold on, hold on. You've mentioned lots of things there. Um, let's start with the slip leash. What's a slip leash? It's just a piece of, it's just a, a normal leash that I can slip over the dog's head um, and it just, they can't get out of it. So like... Uh, yeah, but you can have a little collar on and so slip a leash on. I, I was going to call it a noose, but that's, that's probably not the right expression. Yeah, it's probably not the right expression. You mean like a slip knot, but if you pull it, it goes tighter. Yeah, yeah. Mean, so, so I mean, you could just use a normal, you know, flat collar with a, a, a leash that clips onto it. Either that or a, a simple slip leash. The... The reason for the leash... Like a lasso, sorry, like a lasso. That's lasso the word I was trying to... perhaps a yeah. better word, yeah. The, like probably that. better than noose, Probably, to Probably be fair. better, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you want to have control of the puppy where it's going at, at, at all times. Why would I want to do that? I'd rather have my puppy being free running around. And ask... Uh, Nancy didn't mention whether she's got kids or not. Nancy, if you do, I want you to think about when they started crawling. Can I be honest with you? I know Nancy. Okay. And she does have kids. How old? They are... I know Nancy that well. I don't know how old her. No, she's got three and I think it's seven upwards. Okay. So I want Nancy to go back and think about when those children were just starting crawling or just started to be able to stand up and walk. I've got no idea what sort of age that was. but 32. There you go. Think about that particular time and ask yourself, when they were doing that, what did you do? Were you in the room watching or did you 
lead them to it whilst you went off and made a cup of tea and well, what have you? As a parent, shall I answer that? Go for it. Who's in the room watching? Eyes on the prize. Absolutely. Right, because kids yeah. are stupid. They're going to stick their finger in a plug socket. They're going to. And shall I also tell you, we had matting. Uh, duvet down, pillows yep. everywhere. Yeah, tennis um, balls on a corner of coffee tables. Yeah, we, well, I, that would have been the cheaper option. No, we went to Central, other shopping centres are available and bought these rubber sort of things, these yeah. Rubbish, yeah. like cheese wedges that you put on the side of <laughs> yeah. things. Okay. Yeah, we went, we did the works, man. No. For the first kid, for the second one, nothing. Didn't care, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Left uh, nails lying around and yeah, uh, pins and, and stuff. Yeah, it would be the same for your second one. Lego bricks anyway, everywhere. Yeah, well, kids got to learn sometime. But yeah, the, the important point was that it's eyes on the prize. So... A, with your, the, there's a couple of things. One is you can see what your puppy's about to do. All right, I can keep them away. How do I stop my puppy chewing the shoes? Pick up the shoes, put them away. Or control your puppy so he can't get to the shoes in the first place. He can't go and chew that table because he's here with me on leash. And if he's chewing the very thing that I'm, if I'm sitting in the chair here and he starts chewing the leg of the chair, I can very easily just guide him off and redirect him to something else. So having things available as well for my puppy is also key, i.e. chew toys. Which ones to get? Well, before you even head into chew toys, so the first thing we've, we've talked about is get a slip leash, get a leash. or leash. Mm -hmm. Before we get into the chew toys, you mentioned earlier crate and pen. Just go into those two items. Okay, so one or other, I, I would have at least one of those. Um, if you want to have both, you can do. You could even put the crate inside the pen if the pen area and indeed your living area was big enough for it. The idea is it's just an area that I can put the, the puppy if I need to because I can't pay attention. And, oh, you can't put puppies in a crate. It's a prison. It's really bad. No, in the same way, if you had a baby, you would put it in a cot. You would put it in a little playpen with some rubber floor matting. So you could pop to the loo or go and make that cup of tea and you don't have to worry about the, the baby doing something bad to itself. That is what it's for. As simple as that. And having having both can be helpful, um, but certainly having one is an absolute must. When we had Maximus, we got a little pen and all we went to is a local hardware store. I mean, it's almost like a little trellis you get for your gardens. Yeah, and yeah. That's all it was. It, it wasn't tied them together. Yeah, yeah, that's all it was. And it was cheap as chips. It just meant that obviously once he got a bit bigger, he could just step over. But we didn't have it when he was an yeah. adult. But as a puppy, it was perfect just to keep him within an area. And like you said, we just did it so we could go and do stuff yeah. and know that he was safe. No, absolutely. And the other side to that um, is also teaching the puppy, I might be on my own at some point. And you know what? It's okay. It's not a stressful thing. Most people think the puppy's just got, I've got to be with the puppy all the time, endlessly, you know, smothering this thing with love and attention and affection. Actually, no. You want your puppy to spend pockets of time on their own. So they learn that, oh, being on my own is part of life. It's just a normal thing. And just in terms of the timing, this is also an important fact. I know we discussed this perhaps last year or maybe the year before during COVID, the single worst time to get a dog, start of the holidays, or as it happens, start the pandemic. Because your normal life is now very different. So you're living an abnormal life when you're on your holidays for the week or two or however long. But that's normal for the puppy. And then all of a sudden your normal life comes back but now your dog's life becomes abnormal. And that's a big change. You do ruin everything, Russell. Do I ruin the fun? 
Yeah, because getting the puppy during the holidays is great fun because then you can spend more time with it and people don't interrupt no, me and they see what you're about to do. It's, I'm giving the people's view. Yeah. Okay? I'm <laughs> like standing the rock. here for the people. I'm standing <laughs> up for the people. Okay? Me and Dwayne Johnson. The people's princess. Absolutely. <laughs> is that because I've got long hair? Yes. Thanks. Oh, fair enough. But the point being is dogs are fun and you want to play them and you want the kids to play with them. I agree with all of that. Perfect. Let's get a dog for and every holiday. And they can do that after school in the evenings, in the morning before school, over the weekend, because ultimately... Did you play Scrooge at school, in the school play? I bet you did. <laughs> um, that and one of the ugly sisters. But probably. ultimately, the dog has to form... Sorry, the dog has to conform to your routine. It can't be the other way around. Dogs are very reticent to change at the best of times. They don't like change. They like continuity. They like routine. And if you start off with routine X and then after a few weeks suddenly go completely the other way around and we're now on routine B, don't ask me how the X and B, I don't know, but it's completely different and the dog's like, I don't understand what's going on. For the last two, three weeks, everyone's been around me. It's been nonstop fun and noise and jumping and fun and excitement and yay. And then one morning, everyone just disappeared. I don't know what's going on and now my puppy's terrified and it's, or it's scared of being alone or it's yeah, anyway me, russell nancy's just asked how to puppy proof a house my god you're just putting her off the whole thing now i'm just making sure she's prepared that was all so but a part of having the pen or the crate which you asked about well can i say she's getting the dog and it's not holidays yeah okay so <laughs> leave so she, that now so nancy is Drop doing it. the right thing which is yes. brilliant um and having that pen or that crate here allows us to recreate in a smaller way the ability to put my puppy in its pen area or in its crate and literally walk outside the house for five minutes, you know, stretch, take a deep breath, come back inside and carry on with my day. Just things like that, just to get the puppy used to being on its own. And we have talked about crates before and I did ask a question about what size crate to get and you did, ex and if you go back and listen to some Bartcast, I've got the yeah, answer yeah. for you. Okay. Get the biggest, the, the big one for a Jack Russell, actually, he doesn't need to be that big, yeah. but get the size for the adult dog and then you can always put partitions in yes, to make it correct. smaller. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. So the, the important thing with crates is you ideally do not want the puppy making a mess in the crate. You want the puppy to alert you to the fact, hey, dude, come and let me out because i got to go for a pee. Or do that. Or do that, yes, to be fair. Yeah, we've got to be careful nowadays yeah. in, in life. So you mentioned chew toys earlier. Yes. What sort of chew toys should we be preparing? I would, Slippers, shoes. Yeah, shoes, kids' toys, yeah. Yeah, everything. Socks. Socks. I would get a smorgasbord of different toys. Ooh. A complete range. Some squeaky toys, some soft toys, some harder toys, some rubber ones, some rope ones. Just get a range. Because some dogs will chew absolutely anything. Some dogs will have a preference for a certain type. So by having a, a range, you can then see my dog really likes to target that rope one. Those are the type of toys I will get in the future. And do you know what's really interesting? Because when I used to go and buy toys for, for my dogs when they, were, when they were younger, you'd get the call it what you thought was coolest toy. This is going to be the best one. I'd give it to Maximus. And he's like, he's got no yeah, interest. Yeah. No interest at all. You want to know what the best toy I've ever found here for, for my dogs uh, Operation was a really good game I like that it for could, the dogs oh for the dogs yeah they're not good to, they've got thumbs they're not very good at that have they not got thumbs no we should do a bark cast on that <laughs> go on an old plastic bottle with some gravel in it seriously then again you are reusing the plastic bottle it, which yeah, is good it's all recycling yeah. but yeah I mean you can go out and spend hundreds of bar on 
these special toys and all of this sort of stuff, but a plastic bottle with some stones, throw that, they run after it and chase it, grab, whatever. Whatever your dog likes to play with, within reason, I would kind of go with that. But having a range would give you an indication of the type of things that your dog likes. Kind of guessing with a Jack Russell, Terrier breed. Bull. Bull. Definitely, yeah. Bull. But also if Just you, a bull. Bull. But also, if you go out and start buying lots of these fluffy, soft toys, it's going to perhaps be snowing in your house quite frequently as they rip it apart and stuffing everywhere. Now, you're a big fan of the old Kongs. Kongs are great. They're a strong rubber toy, but you can put some food in there, some treats, and it just allows the dog to chew and lick on these toys, and they will focus their attention to it for a period of time. The upside being that when they see this toy, then it's, it's connected with something that's very positive and rewarding for them. The other thing that you used before that I've actually purchased for you um, are deer antlers. Deer antlers are great. They're very, very hard, obviously. Great for dogs that are big power chewers and like to grind and chew because they last a long time and it's a natural organic thing. Is that okay for puppies or not really? Yeah, I mean, I'd probably get a slightly smaller one for the puppies. But yeah, well, we're not talking fine. like a whole moose head. Yeah, not just, <laughs> it's a bit big. So hanging off the wall, the puppy <laughs> hanging down. Yeah, yeah, um, then again, the Jack Russell would probably would do probably that. Probably would actually, yeah. yeah, quite happily. So oh, I want that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can obviously get bigger and smaller ones, but yeah, they'll be Can be you fine. buy the deer antlers? Because I got them in the UK for you. Um, there are select shops to get them from here. Um, I'm waiting for an order to come through, but they are quite difficult okay. to get hold of. So what else? So Nancy's got the pen, she's got the crate, she's got some chew toys. Yep. What should she do to her house? Is there anything extra she should yep. do? So in again, Nancy, go back to thinking about the kids. Uh, things like cupboards, you know, if you want to go down the route of putting, you know, locks on cupboards or just put a baby gate across the kitchen door. Or if you've got stairs, put a baby gate across the stairs. Again, for the most part, I'm saying the dog's going to be on leash a lot of the time. So they're not going to be able to run into these rooms and what have you. Any other bedrooms, I would close all doors. If the dog doesn't learn to go in there, they're not learning to go in and do something bad in there. So you would kind of put a gate where the the dog isn't allowed to go on every door. Yeah, I'm going to prevent access. And over time, you know, the days and weeks and months, the puppy is going to earn more freedom and earn more access and learn more about it as I'm starting to gain trust and confidence. It's simple. You could take 10 steps with your puppy and, oh, they're going for a pee. Well, fantastic. They've, we've just walked them into my nice new office room. They've walked onto my rug and they've gone for a pee. Oh, it's just a bummer. Whereas at least if we've worked with the pup we started to identify their signals their timing schedules we've just been out for a pee okay now i can bring you into my office and show you my office now for example so things like that but having that immediate control again like you would do with a baby strapped into a chair strapped into a push chair or a wheelie toy or in a pen or a cot whatever or asleep because babies sleep a lot and puppies sleep a lot is um we just control that dynamic to begin with Gardens. Now, this Always is useful. Ha- th- yep, yeah, th- but this has happened to me a lot with um, one of my dogs, Maximus. Uh, like to dig up. Sure. And digging is classically attributed to the dog just being bored. Um, and it, and or it might just be, hey, you know what? This is fun. I'm just going to do it. Or maybe they smell something just beneath the surface soil and just, well, I'm going to dig for it. Jack Russell Terrier bred for it. Digging is highly likely. So, Again, to begin with, I would be going out into the garden with my puppy. A, to show them this is where you're going to do your business, not inside. Oh, and going back to the quick thing on that, do not use puppy pads. 
if you're living in an apartment or on a high rise or what have you, fine, crack on. We can talk about it differently. If you've got a house and you've got access to an outside area and or a grass area, whatever, teach your dog to go outside rather than peeing inside in the house. Much easier. But yeah, going out into the garden, yeah, I can, teach, I can have them on leash to walk around the garden. I can reward them for going for a pee. I can play some games with them. So the attention is on me and the games and the fun that we're having rather than, well, the dog can go outside for a couple of hours and do its own thing while I'm inside doing my thing. What should we do to the garden to puppy-proof it? Is there, or is there anything we can do? Um, there are certain things in as much as you can have a playpen inside to keep the dog in and stop them getting out of it. You could do the reverse in your garden. I could block off certain areas of my garden with the same material so the puppy can't get into it. I mean, it's a, a simpler way of doing it, depending on your garden and your, your setup and what have you. Or just... I create a puppy pen area in my garden that the only place he can get to is that patch of gravel or that patch of grass or, or what have you. If you've got a dog that's a big, big digger, go out and buy a small... Um, call it JCB to start with. Call it JCB to start with. I like that. Thank you. Um, can we finish there then or not? Just finish on that. Okay. Yeah, go and buy a, a, a sandpit or build a sandpit. Bury some toys in it. Give your dog and direct them to it. This is where you get to dig. Knock yourself out. So they will target that area more freely because, hey, if I come and dig in here, I'll find my deer antler. I'll find a, an old rope toy or, or something. So that's just primes them to, to target those sort of things. Cool. Is there anything else that you can think of for a puppy proofing? In terms of the proofing, the again, Nancy in particular, you've gone through this with kids. Think along similar lines as to I need to stop my puppy getting into things. How do I stop my puppy chewing my shoes? Pick them up, put them away. How do I stop puppy chewing TV cables, computer cables, computers, phones, remote? If the dog's on leash and with me, I can, I'm going to see what it's doing and I can very quickly redirect it to something else to chew and engage with. The other quick point about having your puppy on leash the whole time is you're more aware, and I know this sounds a bit silly, you're very much more aware of the puppy at any given moment. So if the puppy just happens to be next to my feet, chewing his toy, being a good puppy, I need to engage that and reward my puppy for it. So I'm bringing lots of attention and lots of energy to my puppy at the right time for doing the things that I want. If your puppy's off free running around the house and you suddenly see it chewing your slippers and you go, puppy, no, 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 and start running and screaming, you're teaching the puppy, oh, this is a very exciting toy because this makes you come and play with me. So, of course, they're going to go and chew that again. So do that when they're chewing their toys. And next time round, they're much more likely to target that toy because they know if I pick up this rope toy, you'll come and engage. Cool. Enjoy your Jack Russell. I do like Jack Russell. I'm a well, big, big fan of, of Jack Russells, to be fair. They're, they're very, very cool dogs. They're a handful um, but they're very, very cool and usually good fun to train. So, Nancy, if you need some help A, with some puppy skills, do get in touch. Cool. Thanks, Russ. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy. Barkhouse was created and produced by Shark 13 Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at shark13productions.com.